Happy Saturday and welcome to Into the Abyss with Peggy Gypsy. Uh, today's guest is Sean Austin and I'm so excited to have him on. If you guys have been watching Travel Channel, he is uh, the lead investigator on an awesome, awesome new show called The Ghost Slope. So yeah, I'm very excited. I just want to say to everybody, thank you for everybody who's been buying tickets for battle at Gettysburg with the Tennessee Ray Chasers. As you guys know, we have added uh, day two, which is going to be Saturday, August 22nd. So guys, make sure you get your tickets because we do expect this to also sell out. Now, we're so excited. Um, Sean, how are you? Good. How you doing, Peggy? Um, you know, getting over a cold again. <laughs> I feel like I'm always sick. Uh, it's that time of the year. Gotta love mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I was mentioning to everybody that's listening that, oh my gosh, everything so much has changed since last year when you were on. You have a show on Travel Channel. That is so exciting and it's freaking amazing. Now, I just have one quick question. Like, how did you feel when you got that call that it's like your show has been picked up? Well, I had a very strong feeling that that was going to happen. Um, psychically, <laughs> two years prior, I was starting to hear travel channel in my head over and over again. I was telling people that I was investigating with, and even Eric, who started investigating with me about, you know, two, two years prior, I told him about this. He's like, well, maybe Sean, you can be back on TV again, because obviously I've been on TV before with the pilot series and demon files. Um, and it would just constantly start to happen. And then it started saying references to TV through the spirit box. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a video that I posted on my YouTube page, um, of actually the day after I initially first talked 
um, to the production company about the concept of Ghost Loop um, the day after I was live streaming in the cemetery in front of about a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandparents kept coming through. And, um, you know, my grandparents are buried there, but, uh, for this day, I mean, I've been there so many times I've written about this cemetery in my first book, shadow chaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I kept on asking him like, well, why are my parent, my grandparents coming through so strongly today? And, you know, in a row on the spirit box, it goes, they, you know, they want to talk. I'm like, they want to talk about what? And it goes, you know, idea, ghost loop TV, new series next year, five of you leave and wow. everyone in the chat started to literally ask Sean do you have a TV show and obviously I couldn't talk about it but in that stage I had just talked to them for the first time I wasn't even picked it was just a discussion talking to them interviewing for the first time it was still in uh, like a beginner stage yeah and uh, it was only four of us at the time um, not even five of us so this thing literally predicted it and uh, when this all came to fruition once the show aired I actually put it on my YouTube page because I thought it was really strange really crazy Um, it's one of those things Um, this thing i i you know i felt it was coming but obviously yeah yeah, it's exciting to know that you're you know to have another opportunity to be on tv again involving um what i'm passionate about doing and have the chance and opportunity to try and help people is what my calling is so you know i was obviously excited to be a part of that oh my god that is so that's amazing that is so amazing that it was like that was projected even before it happened and that your grandparents came through and that you have that evidence to show everybody like, Hey, listen to this. This was said even before I had the show. And you know, like how was it like the first time you went, you, you know, I think of sad cause I used to live in LA and it's all movies, but how was it the first day of filming when those cameras were just, just went on? Like, how was that? Like, how was that feeling? Well, I mean, obviously, it wasn't my first rodeo. I, I mm-hmm. got a little taste of it during the filming of The Demon Files. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, when you have a bunch of cameras and a bunch of film crew around you trying to produce results um, with the pressure of that, it, it's a little astounding yeah. at first. But um, you just have to stay focused on the prize and just do what you do. And that's really what I did my best um, to try and do is just to, um, you know, get really good results, bring validity to what these families and people are experiencing so we can find out what they're um, going through, what we're dealing with and whether or not we have to, um, you know, try to cross it over or force it off the property and displace it if it's not willing to go, if it's something really negative or evil. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously with this amazing, um, really unique thing about the trigger environment, emotionally charged uh, environment to lure these spirits to connect them um connect to them on a really profound level so we can you know get to some of those astounding um strong communication pieces of evidence in the process wow now how was it like i know you guys knew each other the cast but how was it like when you guys all met um so so Eric and I had actually taken Eric under uh, my wing and started bringing mm-hmm. out investigations for the last two and a half years. I knew he was passionate about the subject like me. And, um, you know, I didn't, I don't have many people around me um, that are as passionate as I am. That's localized yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, I travel, I've traveled around the country, like people like Dave Spinks and David Weatherly to dozens of haunted locations all across the country and sleeping in places weeks at a time and stuff like that. But, you know, localized, it's nice to have at least somebody that's passionate yeah. about the subject like I am. And, um, Eric was, you know, in close proximity and yeah, I started taking him out to locations and, you know, we were definitely, uh, doing a lot of stuff, um, that led 
to being on the show. And so Eric and I obviously had a history and, you know, the production company had actually found, um, Califf and Matt and the girl Kristen had actually, um, uh, investigated with Eric and myself mm-hmm. um, a couple of times too. Um, she's in Jersey too. So it kind of all linked together, um, ultimately forming um, what we have now for Ghost Loop. Nice. That is amazing. Now, for the people, like, you know, because some people may be confused, like, you know, not, I don't know if everybody's watched the show, but for those who have not had a chance to watch the show yet or haven't caught up, can you explain to them what is a Ghost Loop? Sure. So what we're meaning by the definition of ghost loop is really the, the characteristics and the manifestations of the spirit, um, is really similar, um, in activity. It keeps appearing, um, and acting out in the same manner, um, to the homeowner or the person, whoever's experiencing it. And that's what we're calling a ghost loop. And, um, you know, then we do the trigger environment to break this loop of activity that's occurring, um, by, getting down to their level of consciousness because mm-hmm. a lot of these spirits are living this moment that led to their death so many times over and over again. Yeah. They're consumed with it emotionally, spiritually, consciously, energetically. And we, we were trying for them to kind of um, take them to our side to communicate with us so we can get down to why they're here, why they're making these people in their homes uncomfortable so they can either listen to us or be forced off the property. Oh my gosh. So it's almost it's almost as the same thing as a residual haunting for those listeners. It's just a different way of calling it, you think it would be? No, no, because the residual residual haunting we cannot communicate with those types of spirits. So That's they're like just a, the one that they can't see point. us, they just keep okay. Right, right. We cannot communicate with residual hauntings. These are we're just calling a ghost loop of activity is that okay. the overall activity keeps recurring um that's similar in manifestation of what the spirit's doing. Um, so it's definitely different because the residual is something we cannot speak with or try to get evidence from yeah. it, except for little hints of it. Yeah. Um, because it keeps playing over and over again. Oh my gosh. Now, you know, for people out there, they don't know how shows work or like, how do they find these cases? Like, is this cases that you guys submit personally? Is there someone working out there trying to find these cases for you guys? Like, how did you guys get in contact with the homeowners? You know, a combination. I mean, I've, I've presented cases to, you know, having people, um, you know, reaching out, look, you know, putting things out there, seeing if people are experiencing stuff in their home. And we try to find out if they're legitimate, obviously, you know, from a normal investigative purpose of when I'm doing cases off camera, uh, mm-hmm. people just finding you and asking for your help and you speak to them and you get a little, um, you know, just a little hint of what they're experiencing and how legitimate it is because these days it's a lot more tricky to figure out what people's intentions, people want attention just yeah. for the sake of their self being haunted. And if they don't have the intent to get rid of what's in their home and if it's for the sake of um, materialistic reasons, then it won't matter what we do to, you know, for them. Um, we won't be able to help them. And we could also put ourselves in risk um, in that process as well. Yeah. I just want to let you know, like I watched, you know, I've watched the show because <laughs> now it's February, but, um, you know, watching the first episode to me was like a breath of fresh air. Hearing you say the same Michael prayer on national, you know, on travel channel on TV, which is something that not a lot of people, people really don't do that. I thought that was amazing. And I thought that was very bold of you to do that. And thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been doing 
for years now live on Periscope in front of many, many people, thousands. Um, I've incorporated a certain type of prayer that I use to try and give incentive to spirits to cross over. Um, and, um, it, you know, by praying to Archangel Michael, I do a visualization of white light um, to come down and I pray for these angels to bring some of the um, spirits' loved ones to the light so they have that extra incentive, courage to go so they can let go of their human qualities um, or emotions that have taken them over, blinding them from seeing the light and scared or of judgment or whatever it may be to go. So they finally say, okay, I'm ready to go. I know that this this could be a path towards forgiveness, a path yeah. towards finding ultimate peace, uh, even if they were a bad person in life. Um, so that's the best chance that I'm, I want to be able to show that level of respect to spirit. And, and I wanted to push for that element on the show because you really don't see that sort of thing on TV because these spirits, you know, most of them are human, just like we were. Um, we're all brothers and sisters. We come from the same light source, um, which is God. And um, I think it's important to show that unconditional love and forgiveness try to offer to them and because that's a representation of what god and jesus do that yeah i completely agree i i loved it i love how you say your prayer i love how you bless the homes i mean now where did you learn how to do all that for those people that don't know your history like your full history because i know it because you're one of my good friends so obviously i know everything (laughs) but for the listeners that you know they may be this you know they've heard of sean austin but they kind of don't know your whole background can you give them like just like a brief description of what you've been doing how long you've been doing this yeah i've been doing it for about um, 11 years now um i started off investigating by myself um i had many experiences um started going off to haunted locations and um i was reading books um my first book i read was the demonologist by lorraine warren to the shadows of the dark with john zaffis and then you know all these other books like ralph's book deliver some evil was actually when i read it was before the night before it became motion picture um these were all books that really formulated and made me become more informed about the subject that I was very passionate about um, and that I was through the stages of being more deeper, deeper involved in the paranormal, um, which actually um, ultimately led me to um, working with Ralph uh, Sarchi, who is a well-known demonologist, um, who that book ended up mean, you know, being a movie. Mm-hmm. And he actually worked with Ed Lorraine Warren when he started and then worked with um, probably the best well-respected exorcist of our time, uh, Bishop McKenna and Father Malachi Martin. Um, and, you know, I was mentored by Ralph to approach um, cases from a religious um, demonologist perspective, which now I am to this day, um, which is something that also Ed Warren was. Um, and I, you know, I very was appreciative and humbled to be able to be around some of these people that were during the pioneering periods when there really yeah. wasn't any TV shows when it has to do with the ghost. People were doing it for the experience and research, but ultimately, um, with that, also trying to help people from those experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's really been my calling from the beginning. Because when I started investigating the paranormal, I had no intention or thought of anything like, wow, I'm going to be on TV for this. Like, I was so yeah. excited that this stuff was real that I just wanted to find out more and read about it because, wow, it's like it changes the way you look at everything. I mean, every single day. I mean, it brings such layers of magic. I mean, yeah, there's scary and evil stuff, but you, you, when you <laughs> yes. know evil exists, good exists. It's there, it's everywhere. Um, but that's why I hold my faith close to my heart and soul every day um to this present day now when you started investigating with eric was he deep in faith or is that something that you know he kind of looked up to you and saw how you do things and you know became stronger in his faith he definitely has um you know catholic um teachings he he had it pretty well um he's he, he was loved um the teachings of ed lorraine warren um 
But I think obviously, you know, through the process of investigating with me, he saw how I things do, how I do things. Um, and I'm sure that obviously, you know, pushed him forward with that um, even further. Um, it, it's witnessing these things firsthand um, that really can change you. It did for me too. I mean, mm-hmm. you grew, grew up when you're younger, going through the motions of just going to church, and wondering yeah. about God. You're in an impressionable stage in your life. And, you know, I, I always looked up to God. I, I had like faith. But when you witness these paranormal experiences um, and you, you have validity of your faith, um, mm-hmm. be backed up, you know, by witnessing evil spirits react negatively of things of religious significance. It's uh, taken my faith um, to a level where it's the difference between um, not just having faith in God, but knowing God exists, knowing angels exist, demons exist, and your faith is so important um, to protect you, especially if you have a calling or de- decision to involve yourself in the work is what we call it, um, yeah. to help people and um, against evil, um, but also the paranormal as a whole. Um, you know, cause we take risks as investigators going to these places. Yeah. Um, there's no guarantees of things that can happen to us and people around us. There's these shadows take so many different, different advantages from a perspective that we can only speculate about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a delicate nature, um, to be aware of. And that's why it's so important to read up, be knowledgeable and be informed about every single scenario that can take place in the paranormal. Um, you know, when it comes to how they can attack you, not just, uh, the physical or things flying around the room, like you see mm-hmm. in Hollywood movies. Yeah. That's what people exactly. think. They always think like what they see in the movies, you know, and it's like, no, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a lot of mental. It's the psychological, <laughs> yeah. emotional and spiritual um, infliction and influence that they can do um, that they can make you feel like they're your own um, and sit dormantly, patiently, years, decades down the line. If you invited something in for something you did, um, they don't want to be noticed. They want to get the best energy out of victimizing you in the worst parts of your life when you have no clue it has anything to do with the paranormal and that's the delicate most dangerous part um that we're dealing with and it's so strongly important to have a strong faith foundation mm-hmm. when dealing with this sort of thing you have to have a spiritual protection um because again you can't fight these things like we do with human beings back and forth no you can't punch can punch them in the face or kick them in the nuts no. you know it has to be a spiritual warfare now for like this past year, since we spoke to you last year to this year, what has been your scariest experience that you've been like, holy, you know, shit balls? What was that? Like, what was the experience this past year that, you know, you can kind of say that it was that you kind of carry with you because it was terrifying In this last year? Gosh. Um, hmm. Well, one that was really interesting was something that happened on one of the episodes that's upcoming on the show, which was so crazy and so unbelievable. Um, it was a disembodied voice. And I've heard disembodied voices with my own ears before. Mm-hmm. But this one that Eric and I actually heard, and um, we haven't seen the edits yet. Um, I'm, <laughs> I think they caught it. Um, but, um, so. they said they did. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, sure by the did. time this year, I mean, next this, month, this voice, I mean, I, I use some sort of religious provocation to force something to make, oh, you know, okay. you know, a manifestation of some sort. And Eric and I just sat there and out of midair, you just hear this voice. Oh God. Just like oh. that. And, oh, baby Jesus. and going nuts. And I mean, like, I was just like, one of those moments are just like, that was, it, I felt like I was in the middle of a horror movie. It was so surreal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to even repeat it back up that that's why it did that, um, because of what I did. Um, but uh, actually, while we were filming, I stopped in this place called um, 
oh gosh, what is it called? It's a place that Ghost Adventures went to. It's this um, family tree restaurant in oh, Utah. Oh, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, Eric and I, we investigated the place for the night. We were by ourselves just when we had a few days off because obviously I'm not going to stop doing this. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> to go to these places and we were down in the basement and, um, you know, out of nowhere while I was live streaming, this, this black hooded thing came out of the basement towards me and I jumped up like it was pretty <gasps> freaky. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've had so many things happen. I'm trying to think like over the last year, I'm like, yeah, cause you've done a lot. You've things. been out there this whole year. You've been, you know, to, you know, 2019 till now, 2020, you've been just, you've been super busy. So mm-hmm. I feel like you've, you've got done a lot where, you know, do okay. So, okay. So maybe if you can narrow it down, do is there still spirits like demons, bad spirits that kind of still haunt you from previous investigations? Yeah. And those are the most, those are the cases that fascinate me, fascinate me the most. Um, you know, I'm working on my second book with the sequel to shadow chaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm writing a big chapter about Amityville and there's a whole bunch of things that are still lingering around me when it has to do the Amityville house. And I've done so much research on it. I'm still currently working on that chapter right now. Yeah. Um, and I've had so many weird experiences. Um, Can we talk about, I don't know if you want to disclose this, but your experience on the plane. Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, it's just like, it's like the beginning part of the story is, you know, I went by the house and the grave where the DeFeo family was buried. I was live streaming and, um, you know, it seemed to be that this little boy's voice kept on coming through and he said his name was John. Um, and he asked me to pray for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said the name of the demon that made Ronald kill the family. Mm-hmm. And, um, in my opinion, I know that obviously from my experience, there's a lot of spirits, you know, I mean, people say, oh, it's a demonic entity disguising itself as a kid. But, um, in my opinion, no demonic entity would ever have you pray for any reason to bring you closer to God for any reason, period. Yeah. So yeah. when this kid asked me to pray for him, I prayed for him. And after I did and left, um, that day, um, I started waking up, I was having nightmares and visions and visitations and it was at three fifteen in the morning constantly. Oh, and I'm just going to tell you one of these visions that I had was the first one that I had was I had a, uh, vivid vision. I was inside the Amityville house and I saw these three shadow figures standing on the top first tier of the stairs inside the house and I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs and I was yelling out to these shadows saying in the name of Jesus Christ, if John is stuck here, um, Jafeo, please, I'm, uh, I'm like, let him go. I command you. And this piano just picks up out of nowhere in midair and throws it. <laughs> and when it hits me, I felt the jolt in my bed, woke up and I saw this black mist go through my ceiling. And I looked at the time it was three fifteen in the morning. That's just oh one of gosh. many things that happened to me. Um, I'm actually going to have somebody draw that image and put it in my second book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was on the plane coming back from, um, you know, my California Vegas trip. Um, and, uh, you know, I was using some app on my phone and there's this visual ITC thing, which is something like where it's constantly moving objects and you're supposed to take screenshots. I was sitting there bored in the plane because I was just (laughs) tired and they didn't have a TV screen on the seat. And I just started taking some snapshots and I looked very closely on this image and I was completely utterly shocked because I wasn't even thinking about Amityville. There in the image, you see three shadow figures standing to the side of the Amityville house. You can see the Amityville house very 
clearly all the um the chimney the windows the the whole shape of the house and i was just like oh my gosh um i I just don't know what to make of it i don't know who these three shadows are but i've had so many experiences that has to do with this house um and i you know um you know this very strange thing too because i wrote about on my social media yeah that i was writing a story about my experiences there and somebody um actually messaged me and said that they were um you know, research in this case for many, many years and they mm-hmm. became, um, so interested in it and said they started corresponding with some gentleman that bought the negatives of the DeFeo family murders oh, um, wow. from an auction, brought it to his home and he started having nightmares, waking up three fifteen in the morning of demonic <gasps> activity. Oh my God. This guy that I'm speaking to says that when he started corresponding with this guy, he sent him copies of the images and then this guy who I'm talking to started having the same type of nightmares and activity going on. Um, he said that he had stopped corresponding with this gentleman um, who bought the negatives at the auction and the activity ceased. Um, and he just found out last year um, that this man who bought the negatives hung himself and he's dead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you talk about like cases that leave a stain and I've been watching these videos with the Warrens and Hans Holzer about, yeah. you know, how it followed them home and just all these things. Um, it's just really fascinating. It's, it's creepy. It's eerie. It's a very, uh, it's just that one of those is, inf- that is so creepy. cases. I now mean, the for, fam- that is, oh, that's so cute. Now for the listeners, I'm one of those people that you can show me a picture and it doesn't matter how many circles and arrows and exclamation marks you put on the picture. I never see anything. Sean sent me this picture and I saw it clearly. Like he didn't even have to be like, okay, it's here. It's here. The house is there. I saw it and I was just like, oh my, I wrote back like, oh my God, WTF, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you know I'm terrible when you send me pictures. I'm like, wait, what? What is that? Mm-hmm. But that was just clear as day, and that is so scary. Just be careful, Sean. You have to, I mean, uh-huh. I know I don't have to tell you because I know you're very well-grounded and protected, and you know how to take care of yourself, but still, that's so scary. Yeah, yeah. And I was just at Zach Bacon's museum. That place was amazing. Yeah, let's talk about that. Can you give us like a walkthrough from what you remember being at the museum? There's like over 30 something rooms. The place is like a maze with creepy twists and turns. And you could just feel the swirl of diversified, dark, creepy, eerie energies that um, just come in and out of you as you go to different parts of the entire place property um there's a funeral room and um i felt a finger literally glide right across the right side of my face oh my gosh that happened um after it happened they said that they were having a lot of activity in that room recently so that just correlates with that um i was getting touched on my neck and my face i felt like kind of like a heavy oppressive feeling a couple times um you know like in the dr kevorkian van area and stuff like that um i had i had quite a few strange dreams leading up to going to the museum Mm -hmm. um regarding some of the things in there and then um yeah after leaving there like i was staying in cal in um uh whatchamacallit uh back when i drove back to california from vegas um i i had this uh dream that I was back in the, the museum and this dark shadow just like flies right up to me and uh it, it holds a gun to its head and then just makes oh. this loud snarl growl and then the gunshot goes off and then this thing just starts laughing and then like I woke up um you know it just felt like something was kind of lingering around me for a little bit 
there, yeah. but there's a lot of dark things there. It's so fascinating. I definitely oh say it's a must-see for paranormal fans. Definitely be careful. I mean, you know. So did you I feel like room to room, it was just something was following you? Or was it that in each room that you went to, the energy it was just so much energy and it was shifting from room to well, room. Well, I feel like some things were following me, but things we were also getting introduced to new things as you went into different rooms. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they show you a lot of footage of people fainting that have been there before. Um, and wow. screaming, like seeing creepy things. Like, um, I think that if you, you go in there at different dates, even if I return, I would experience something different because yeah, there's so much, so much going on in there. Just like as you are any haunted location. I mean, different things happen in different time periods when you go. Um, it might be incorporated with moon phases or days or dates or the energy shifts. Um, and he's got a lot of items in there and it's really fascinating. I would love to investigate that place or just have, you know, you know, a little bit more time. It's just really fascinating. It's creepy, but yeah, I'm drawn to all the messed up dark stuff, but oh I would definitely God. recommend it, but be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to go. And then I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> I really want to go. Um, my boss, she actually, she was in Vegas. I want to maybe like a month ago, two months ago. And I made her go. Cause she's like into, you know, not into the paranormal, but she likes scary movies. And she's one of those people that, you know, was like obsessed with like Michael Jackson's death. So she heard they have items there. So I'm like, listen, Jessica, you have to go. And she went and she's one of those people that is never has investigated, not into the paranormal, doesn't pick up on anything. And she said that she felt like she was touched. She's like, it felt like electricity spider webs. And she said that from room to room, her breathing in her chest will be different. She's like, I don't know. And I was anxious. I would feel scared. I would feel sad. And this is coming from someone who's never even watched Ghost Adventures or any paranormal TV show. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have say that they couldn't breathe and, and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, um, and she loved it and wants to go back next year when she goes to Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I would totally go back too in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh. Now, a, how long did it take, like, the tour, like, when you were there? It's about an hour, it's about an hour and 40 minute. Tour. Oh, not bad. That's nice. Yeah. The That's... place is huge, and he's building, like, another floor or something. He's putting, like, a whole new compartment on the place. Wow. Now, you being, you know, Sean Austin, investigator, demonologist, like, did you feel like, can I just, can I just get away for one second and do, like, a quick burst and a quick investigation? I mean, I would love to investigate that place. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Of course, someone like me. I yeah, mean, you imagine being let loose in that place? Oh, forget it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Now, did you do any investigating while, like, besides going into Zach's Museum while you were in Vegas or when you were in LA? No. I mean, I, I really went there for leisure. I did go to Vegas for a couple of days. That was the main objective to really check out the museum because I knew I was. I wasn't that far, California. It's only a four-hour drive. It's yeah. really not that, you know, it's like a straight line. It was, you know, but, um, you know, I really didn't do much investigating while I was out in California. It's really for, like, New Year's and leisure, but now that I'm home, you know, I'm starting to, you know, line up some investigations. I have a residential case to do this weekend, and um, then we're doing some location up in Massachusetts the, uh, next weekend. So oh, nice. I'm trying to keep busy, even though it's freezing cold over here. I'm I know, it's too cold. There. What are you doing? Yep. It is freezing. <laughs> At least this weekend. Now, you guys, for everybody who's listening, because I don't know how the weather is going to be, this is being pre recorded. Today is January 9th. So, you know, I'm going to say that this weekend is going to be 55 here in Buffalo, New York. Now, this is not 55 on, you know, 
the first week of February because <laughs> people are going to be like, this girl's crazy. But yeah, <laughs> even here. So it was snowing today and it's supposed to be 55 on Saturday, which is insane. Yep. You know, this weather is crazy. So I'm like, you know, can it be summer so we can investigate and do fun stuff outdoors? It's just, I can't take this I know. weather. That's why I would love to just move out there because every day we were out there, it's like 60, 65, sunny every single day. Everyone's I know. outside. Doing you stuff. seem now, so like, happy being out in California. It's windy outside today here in New York. <laughs> and I'm just like, you don't want to do anything. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm working on my second book, but if I didn't have yes. that, I would just be nuts. Now let's talk about your second book. How far are you coming along? Because I know a lot of people who are patiently waiting for your second book. And those one of those people is this person right here sitting here. It's me. <laughs> what is going on with the second book? Yeah, I, I'm about like halfway done. And in the coming weeks, I hope to finish it and then send it off and hopefully get it out in the middle of this year. Um, so I'm working it. So I got the free time. So I got some really astounding stories um, and excited to get this out. Um, to share with everybody. That is awesome. Now for people like, you know, cause a lot of people hear the show and they can be like promoters or event coordinators. Now, if someone wants to book you for a convention or to have a ghost hunt at their location, how can they reach you? Like what is the best direct way to reach you? Just my email, Sean D Austin, S E A N D is in David, A U S T I N.com. Um, or Sean D Austin at gmail.com. It's my website or my Gmail. You can email me from either um, and take it from there. Awesome. That is, oh guys, you can reach out to me and I'll make sure I'll, I'll have, I'll give Sean the message. And now Sean, what's going on with your music? Cause I've been hearing some awesome music that you've been sending out. And can we talk about your music and, and your experience when you went down to Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. So right after I came back from filming the, the, ghost loop i went to nashville to record a new ep um did four new tracks um and i should be be able to release that probably in the beginning of february i have to get the cover designed i'm going to do the same thing i did last um time with my last ep and my first book they're going to be the same cover they're kind of be incorporated with each other and themes of the songs incorporated with some of the things in the book um so um it should be probably like the first week of February, but yeah, I'm excited to release that. That'll be the first thing released before the book, but it'll nice. go hand in hand in the book ultimately. Oh, that's will be nice. So when you're in conventions, people can buy the book and buy your CD and it kind of be, yes. kind of be something together. That is so exciting. I, I, for you guys, I've heard a couple songs from his new EP and it sounds amazing. He has such a great voice. And, you know, Sean, you're the kind of person that anything you do, you are passionate about. And that's something that I always admired about you. You're so passionate about your craft and what you do. And it's just, I wish more people were like that, you know, like you do, <laughs> when you do something, you do it from, from your heart. And that's such a beautiful thing. You know, you do the way you investigate. It's, you know, I've investigated with so many people and, you know, up to now, I'm still like, oh my gosh, when I investigate with Sean Austin, I feel completely safe. Like my soul, my life is in your hands and I feel safe. And that's kind of hard to say when you investigate with people that you're not scared. I don't feel scared. I feel protected. And I think it's just because the way you are as a person, you're so honest, you're so humble and you're so grounded in your faith. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. You know, um, yeah. I'll never forget when we were in the Greystone Manor. We got that uh, the the horse galloping <gasps> inside the oh horse farm. God. 
It's ridiculous. That, you guys, we were at Greystone Manor in Gasport, New York, and Sean was doing an EVP, and Lynn and I were sitting in the room and the owner of the house. And Sean, you know, regular EVP, and all of a sudden he hears it back, and of course he can hear everything. I have horrible hear. I could never hear anything. I'm like the worst person for stuff like that. And he's like, it sounds like a horse galloping. And we're looking at him, Lynn and I. We're like, no, it's like three in the morning. I'm tired and sleepy and cranky. And I'm like, no, I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. So, you know, he's like, I swear to God, it was horses galloping. So he goes on YouTube and finds a clip of horses galloping. And then he plays back the audio. And all of a sudden, we were screaming. We were high-fiving in the air. I mean, it was so insane and so ridiculous. That's the most excited I've ever been in regards to evidence, into obtaining evidence, because it was clear as day, and it was just like a full gallop. And I think yep. that was just the best evidence I've ever heard. Like, yeah, hands down. Well, considering we're in a horse farm, and there's a, there's a historical piece of yeah. the story. I mean, it's literally, there was a track outside, and we're inside yeah, the right house. outside our window. It was galloping. Right yeah, it was so nuts. crazy. That was that was just, a, that's still amazing. I think that's like number one experience with evidence is the horse galloping. Oh, I, yeah. you know, I still have it on my phone and sometimes I listen to it and I'm just like, wow. Like <laughs> when you have evidence like that, it's just, it's, it's, it's surreal. It was like a surreal moment feeling. We were screaming. We were high-fiving. People were watching. Remember, you had like your Periscope and your YouTube on, and they're like, they're being so loud. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, sorry. Well, I mean, that's true passion coming across because we're all getting excited when we get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, so people are like, they're being so loud. We were excited. This was like real like, oh my God, like a class A EBP was horses galloping and we were excited. I can't wait for us to investigate. We haven't investigated in so long. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely have to plan a location and go have some fun and investigate. 100%. Now, let's see. About the show, you were gone for what, eight weeks? You were, You guys were gone filming? Yeah. What did you miss the most? What did I miss? Well, I mean, I like traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have no kids. I'm single and it's my passion. So I don't mind doing this for a long periods of time, um, trying to help people because I have nothing holding me back. Um, I like seeing the world on the, and the, the, the combination of doing something positive with the opportunity to help people. It's just, you know, and it's your, it's your passion. So, um, I mean, of course, like, I guess like you miss sleeping in your own bed, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really like the thrill of it all. It's, it's for a positive outcome. It's, it's an opportunity in so many aspects. And, uh, you know, I wasn't like missing too much. Um, it's just, I wanted to push forward. I could, you know, go back and do it again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even more. You're like, give me more episodes. I want to go back. Now, what didn't you like about being on the road? Like the time being on the road, those eight weeks? Um, was it, did the food get to you like after a while eating out? Oh, sometimes, sometimes we would be in really great locations. Like if we're in the middle of Houston, you got a major city, but then all of a sudden you're in the middle of nowhere and there's no normal food around. I mean, we, we pretty much lucked out, but sometimes it was kind of iffy, um, when you're kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere, uh, with not much to do. So then you get stir crazy like myself. I literally, you know, I hate just sitting around, not doing anything. Yeah. So, I mean, but other than that, I mean, 
you know, it wasn't too bad. I Did mean, you guys experience any like yucky hotels? Like how was, cause I'm trying to give like a visual to the listeners who, you know, they've never been on a show or don't know someone who, you know, is filming a show or filmed a show. So just kind of give them the, the inside of how things are. Like, did you get no, some yucky hotels was, or not? Or they were no, all nice hotel. No, everything was good. Everything's copacetic. Um, you know, but you know, when you go to some of these small towns and these places where people are experiencing stuff, you just don't know what to expect and what's around you, yeah. um, what you're capable of doing. Um, when you try to busy yourself, like you're, you're pretty much there, um, for each case about a week. So you just, um, <laughs> you can go a little crazy. Like, all right, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be great. I would, I would go and say like, I'll be like, what can I do? I'm stuck in this little town. There's nothing to do. Now, do you guys like, do you guys hang out with the homeowners like when you guys are not filming or is it something that's kept completely separate? Well, I mean, as soon as we arrive in the property, we're, you know, we would get down and start interviewing them and doing the, all the pieces, um, you know, with whoever's supposed to interview whoever. Um, but obviously, you know, you'd converse with them throughout the process, um, as well. I, we, we, I guess each case is about four, about four days. Yeah. Four days. That is so, I am so, I am so proud of you and I am so happy that you're able to be out there and not only achieving your dreams, but you know, you're helping people at the end of the day. This is why you're doing this. And I'm so happy that you're on a TV show where you can showcase that and you can showcase your passion, your talent, your faith and how grounded you are. It's, it's really good to see that on TV because I don't, you know, there's not a lot of shows like the ghost loop. Right. Right. Totally hear you. And appreciate that. Yeah. And they're actually going to be, I think they'll be playing one of my songs in the second half of the season in the background um, on and off, um, which is a song called Shapeshifter. I wrote for my last EP, which I wrote about being oppressed by an evil spirit, but it's really about overcoming anything that comes at you in life that could take any shape or form, whether it be an evil spirit or anything. Um, so it's, I was really excited to incorporate all of my passions into this project. So that's cool as well. Wow, I cannot wait to hear your song. It's going to be, I'm going to be like, I know that song. I feel like I'm your friend, but I'm also like your biggest cheerleader. Because any guys, Sean can call me and tell me I want to do this. And I'm like, yes, you're the best. You could do this. It's like we have that kind of friendship where we believe in each other. And I'm just so happy. And I know that there will be a season two. I definitely know that there will be a season two. There's something you guys are doing great in the ratings. People are loving the show and it's, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch every episode. I'm like, Oh my God. Now you guys, for people who don't know me, I love to sleep. Like if I can go to bed at eight o'clock, I go to bed at eight o'clock. But when it comes to his show, I stay up. (laughs) I'll be falling asleep and then I see, you know, the show is starting and then I'm like, I'm up, I'm ready. And I'm just like so into the show. And then I also make sure to rewatch the show. If you have travel channel, you can watch it on demand. Or also if you're not able to watch the show, just make sure you DVR the show and watch it before Monday. So watch it that weekend. So like that, it can also go towards their ratings. But yeah, I always... 
I love it. I, I, my, I was telling Sean the other day that um, I was watching the first episode and my son is running around. So he hears, you know, Sean is one of my very good friends. So he hears him on the phone and my son Gunner goes, Sean? And I'm like, huh? And he's looking and Sean was speaking and I go, yeah, that's your buddy Sean on TV. And his face was just like, he couldn't figure out like, how is Sean from, you know, messenger video or the phone, how is he now on the TV? It was just like so beautiful. Like he was amazed by this. <laughs> so you have a little, little fan, a two and a half year old little fan boy. <laughs> but um, it was it was hilarious. He just loved the show. And, and I think it's a, it's a show that, you know, you can watch with your kids. It's a show that, you know, you can watch by yourself. I think it's just for like every age group, really. And that's good because most shows either they're for adults and kids can't relate and, you know, but I'm so right. excited for your show. Yeah. Let's see what um, the next stories that are coming, coming to the channel for the next handful of Fridays. I know. So it's eight episodes. And right now, you guys, this is film. Remember, this is film in January. So we're up to episode one. Two. This will be episode three already? Wow. Yes. Wow. It's going by too fast. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> it's going no, it's by too fast. Now, we're coming almost to the end of the show. Um, Sean, can you give out like your social media so people know how to follow you and, you know, your just like all your information so they can know how to follow you and make sure they're up to date with everything that you're doing? Uh, sure. My uh, my Twitter and my Instagram are the same. It's Sean D. Austin, S-E-A-N-D as in David, A-U-S-T-I-N at Twitter or Instagram. Um, I have a public profile on Facebook. I call it Sean Austin Shadow Chaser. Um, and YouTube is Sean Austin's Music. And I'm posting paranormal stuff with my music. Um, and um, yeah, I'm just, you know, bouncing around doing whatever I can. <laughs> And guys, there's also a fan page on Facebook. It's called Fans of Ghost Loop. And there's also the same name on Twitter. Make sure you follow that. There's awesome behind the scenes pictures that are being posted there. And it just kind of shows you the cast and, you know, just kind of like little insight on how the TV show was and the guys being, you know, sending pictures and stuff like that, which is really cool. Now, Sean, I like to finish the show with words of wisdom. So what can you tell the listeners out there? It could be, you know, personal wisdom. It could be about investigating and being grounded and being strong with your faith. Like, how would you, what would you like to say to everyone? There's a message that an angel gave to me once when it visited me in my room and it sticks with me every day. Um, and part of that message was um, believe in yourself to be greater than you think you are. And uh, it's not just about the faith in God, um, because God wants us to accomplish the mission that our souls are capable of learning while we're here in the physical plane, in the individual physical bodies we are in. But we need to have faith in ourselves to believe in what we were able to accomplish. Um, we can't use God as a crutch. God is there to guide us. Angels are there to guide us and try to protect us. But we have to you know, work. We, we have the free will choice to make the right or wrong choice and how it affects people negatively or positively um, to, to be an example of that light that God represents and share it with the world and, and on earth um, where it doesn't reach because the, you know, there's light and darkness all throughout this planet 
Um, there's good and bad, and and we learn through uh, dark experiences, and it's how we cope with it and turn it to something positive. And once we learn from that, we can share it with the rest of the world. Wow, that was beautiful. I'm going to have to listen to this playback and write those words down. That was beautiful. <laughs> you guys, I mean, I can't even top that. I'm just going to end the show with that. And everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening. And make sure to watch Ghost Loop on Travel Channel. Make sure to DVR it. I don't care if you watched it. DVR it anyways. Rewatch it. So, so show support to Sean Austin and his team. And, you know, it's good to see one of our owns on a TV show shows so we need to support this show we need to make sure that there will be a season two and everybody thank you so much god bless and good night